Welcome to Computers and Internet, sponsored by BLH Computers in Springfield, Taylorville, and Jacksonville. Call in now at 629-7970 for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets, gizmos, and games. Computers and Internet with BLH Computers is on the air. Depend on News Talk 94.7 FM and 970 AM WMAY. It is Computers Internet, BOH Computers at News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. I'm alone in the studio today, but we have Brian by phone from the BLH Bat Cave. Yes, the BLH Bat Cave, I like that. You could feel free to use that at any time. Had uh, uh, Bull had to deal with some things, so uh, Brian, yep. uh, no matter where and he's at the, in the world, will will fill the in. Wonders of technology, he was able to send up the bat signal. Yeah. <laughs> say, I need to do the show today, so I truly do expect uh, the uh, the Batman theme song music to be our uh, intro on the next uh, on the next break. I will be all over that. That's not a problem. <laughs> So how are things at the shop? They are going well. We uh, got to experience our first, uh, I guess it is, taste of the new recycling law, which is a great thing. Uh, the IEPA was in for their annual inspection. I was unaware that that was happening, so it was a surprise inspection, which is, again, fine. Leo handled it with flying colors. So it just shows that the state does truly care about where things get recycled, that they come in and check on us and make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to. We we have to fight the guys who just don't care. Uh, they'll load anything into an overseas shipping container and make it go away, and sometimes they can do that for nothing, and you get what you pay for. So, And, and what kind of thing, when they come to do the inspection, what kind of things are they looking for? Oh, they went through uh, – it was an audit uh, is basically what it was. We, Because we're an e-steward certified company, we go through an audit every year. So it was one of those – Leo had most of the information already. You know, here's this file, here's that file, here's that file. But uh, they go through and they look at inbound uh, orders. They look at outbound orders to make sure that we're sending to the people we say we're sending it to. Uh, they look – at our insurance capabilities to make sure that we're properly insured in case something goes wrong. They make sure that we have uh, what's called a closure plan in place, which is should the uh, unfortunate ever happen, that we have the money set aside to effectively shut the uh, uh, shut the company down. Not just without walking having, away without having miles. any environmental impact. Wow. And I, so, I'm guessing you you pass this with flying colors on everything. Oh yeah, it's one of those. The uh, we just went through it in January with the East Stewards audit. So, guessing <laughs> there wasn't probably, a whole lot of difference, probably. No, well, the East Steward is actually more in depth because they go back and they make sure that all of our policies and procedures are actually being followed. So when we say this is how we do it. He actually goes and pulls paperwork to make sure that when Bull is getting a computer ready to go, that he's following our 37-point checklist and signing off on it by doing random pulls and then checking serial numbers to make sure that they all match. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people have no idea that this this whole back office operation goes into you being able to get a computer that comes with a lifetime warranty. 
Yeah, all I think is walking the door. There's a lot of work that goes into it. Sure, I walk in the door, this is what I want it to do, and you guys take care of it, and if it breaks, I bring it back. But Yeah, there's this whole magic that operates behind the scenes that that a lot of people have no idea uh, what happens. And we do, uh, every Thursday, we do what are called toolbox talks. So the E-Stewards auditor looks through all of that to make sure that the people are signing in properly. We have to take competency tests. Everybody in the building, if you sort through computers and mix electronics for what it is, are you competent to do that? We actually have to take tests on it. Wow, they are thorough, but but that, a lot of people didn't realize all of this stuff. Uh, no, but but then that I mean that opens up, lets the public see that you are serious. You're not just a guy that's that's got a whole warehouse full of garbage laying around that it isn't going to the proper place or the data is going to end up in another country or whatever because we've talked about it so many times is, is you you hear stories of that is people donate their computer or recycle it and expect it to either be resold or wiped or whatever and you find out yeah your data is in a whole nother country now yeah and that's the other thing that uh the e-steward uh checks on us is to make sure that uh hard drives are being wiped the catalog is being correctly uh, updated with serial numbers, and the, the random sampling to verify that the hard drives are wiped is being done. Yeah, because anybody can slap a label on a computer and say, yep, this is wiped, and then you go to pull yep, it up, and done, hey, yep. there it is. So, yeah, when uh, when the Rebuild Lab team, so Bowl and his team, go through the hard drives that come in, and they wipe them, and they put them on the These Can Be Reused stack, uh, the real lab, as we affectionately call it, <laughs> The front lab will come back uh, usually on Fridays and pull five of those drives randomly and then do an emergency data recovery on them just to see if there's any information on them. Nice. So so you, so. you guys also put your money where your mouth is on all this stuff. and uh... Well, it's our certifications. I mean, we spend thousands, tens of thousands of dollars on certifications that show the public this is what we do as a company and – we're certified to the fact that we do it. And is there a lot of companies that are at this level? Not really. Um, there are two competing levels of certification in the electronics industry. There's the e-steward level, which we are, and there's the R2 level, which we were. The R2 level is easier. It is uh, some of the same checks and balances that have to go into play, but there are more uh, more ways to work through uh, with other solutions. Like eSteward actually, uh, through our downstream, they will bring in uh, geo-trackers. And so when we process the computer and package it up and get it out and send it out to our downstream it's actually always under a gps tracking device to make sure that it goes where we set it with wow and that the place we send it to did what they said they were going to do with it and about two times a year they release the uh, as we in the industry affectionately call it the naughty list <laughs> of those of those companies that uh don't do what they said they were going to do. And uh, it, it's uh, it's pretty damaging. Uh, one of the companies that got caught on it back uh, last February, uh, so a year ago, February, 
uh, were they were out of business within three months. Because, because companies nobody will work deal with, with them. you. Yeah. Yeah, nobody will work with you. That's yeah, that's a big risk to to not follow the rules and realize that that your entire company would hinge on that. And the E Stewart certification, one of the reasons we went with it was it allows just collection sites to be certified. So our Taylorville and Jacksonville stores that just do the collection, they don't actually process any material. They too can be certified. So all of our comp- uh, the entire company operates under the E Steward certification. Whereas when we were R2, only the processing center can be R2 certified. Wow, that that's but but again, you and your company are very serious about every step of this. And and I constantly yeah. when I when I have people asking me, hey, where should I take this old computer, whatever, and I tell them about you guys. And they're worried, well, do I need to smash my drive first? Do I need to wipe this, whatever? And I'm like, no. And I explained to them, because you've taught me well, what you do, how you handle it, the whole nine yards. And and it's – I have the confidence that it's it's going to be handled, and so then I can pass it on, on to everybody else. So it, this – you as listeners are now hearing all the, the back stuff that makes BLH what they are, but also that they care about your – your data not going other places. Oh, absolutely. And we, because we've done such a uh, good job of it, one of the things that we're hoping for, we were told that uh, the founder of the E-Steward certification, uh, his name is uh, Jim Puckett, uh, we were told he might be actually coming to Springfield to visit our facility because we do everything the way we say we are and we're a unique aspect to what they do and the fact that we have retail operations and a pro- and a uh, processing center and we kind of do everything in-house and are very vertically integrated but he actually is going to fly here from uh, seattle to to visit us he would be the guy who uh, uh, and brian uh, we're we're up against the music for the break we'll come back and we can discuss <laughs> more here in just a minute all right It is Computers Internet, BOH Computers, News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Brian asked for the Batman theme, and there you go. There you go. And listeners are allowed to call in today, even though I'm on the phone. There are more than one phone line. Yep. We can. I have the conference stuff all set up, so the the BLH Bat Cave uh, will will get the phone call as well. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. Since you're in a, I know where your location is. I don't want to give it to anybody else because it's not that important. <laughs> but um, he, he, I will say you're in Illinois. So <laughs> Illinois, <laughs> Illinois had a little issue. Um, more in Chicago than anywhere else, but it affected the whole state with uh, Amtrak. Have you seen this story? No, I actually uh, I drove, so I didn't need to take the train. Be, be glad. Uh, it even got Dick Durbin and the uh, the feds involved because when we when we talk about doing, we're I mean we're both in IT. We have to do upgrading and all this kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Um, but when you do upgrades, it's recommended to do them, especially if there's any major after hours. Right. And, and be prepared that whatever you do is going to break it. Yes. And so it's best to do it like on a Saturday night so that Sunday when you're not working and nobody is actually there, that you can fix whatever broke. Because that is we, – we do a lot of upgrades of servers and you know that kind of uh, – Thing and the first thing you do is back up all your data. 
The second thing you do is schedule not only the time you need, but the time you're going to need to fix it. Yes. In case it breaks, because so, it never goes well. No, so in the case of this, Amtrak did none of that. They did a <laughs> server upgrade for their signal system in the middle of the day. Well, that was a good idea. And on top of that, besides the upgrade itself failing, I, I'm trying to understand how their server room is set up, but a worker who was on a ladder or something by the server fell on a circuit board that then also broke this process. That sounds like an OSHA violation. Uh, it seems like a, a long list of issues, it, but yeah. It does sound like they needed to do ladder safety training, which we do at BLA. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in that, yeah, it, it caused uh, tens of thousands of travelers to not be able to go for both the Metro up there and uh, Amtrak. And, and oh, wow. Senator Dick Durbin has is, is come out and said, we need to look at this to ask why in the middle of the day they were doing this. And it it... it it's insane to think that. Anybody in IT knows, and the problems, oh, yeah. by the way, started at 8.30 Thursday morning. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, I can tell you just from our experience, we uh, we decided that we needed more internet speed at BLH. So Miguel came in and he goes, we need more internet speed. I'm like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And he goes, we just need to go. Uh, oops. Just had, uh, sorry, had the phones drop off there real quick. See if I can have uh, Brian give us a call back. The uh, the Batcave phone uh, failed us. It was trying to conference somebody else in and had a, uh, a phone failure. But we are taking your calls as well. 217-629-7970. Sorry about that, Brian. Little bat phone failure there. Little bat phone failure. <laughs> well, apparently... One of us uses Comcast. Yes. <laughs> so I'm sorry. You were discussing upgrading your, your internet speed. Right. Uh, so Miguel up, uh, wanted to upgrade it. And even just upgrading it from the one speed to the next speed, we went down for four hours. Of, of course. Be, and and, I mean, and Comcast makes you do it during the day. Of course they do because so, they don't want to work after hours. No. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we get to experience that, uh, unfortunately. All right, let's take, try and take a phone call here. I promise not to screw it up we'll, this we'll time. We'll attempt to do that. Yes. Hi, you're on Computers Internet with BOH Computers. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. I learned so much from you guys, and I am not a, I'm always amazed at what I can do with my phone or, or my computer. Um, I have used BLH a lot. I enjoy them. They're great. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Hi. Wow. This is so. This is just a we love you call. Yeah, and that's that is definitely. I love those calls. Yeah, that is definitely not a bad thing at all. But you know what? That's even those are nice because it shows how how well of a business you run and how much uh, you make people happy. Hi, you're on we with com our, computers and BLH computers. Yeah, the reason why Amtrak had the problem is they didn't hire Alfred to hold the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Again, they probably needed to do some safety training. Yes, but uh, needless to say, when you get the get the one of the most powerful uh, senators in the U.S. Uh, upset, that gets people's attention. But yeah, as a as a rule of IT, you don't do major upgrades. No, during you the never day. do a major upgrade during the day, especially you when always... it's going to control all your routing systems for your trains. Oh. 
it's literally going to do everything. I mean, it might as well have just turned all the lights off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I had a laugh as soon as I heard what – and the falling off the – because I'd heard they, it was a failure of the software upgrade. And then they said, oh, and by the way, a guy fell off the ladder into a circuit board. Which... So, you're, so you're telling me that somebody didn't truly beta test that software patch? <laughs> Probably not. Um, it sounds like Microsoft. Yes, a lot of that going on with them. Two one seven. Yeah, two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. I did uh, want to start, maybe start trying to do this as I remember it every week. But this day in tech history. Oh. Uh, today, March first, two thousand and eight. AOL discontinued the Netscape web browser. And everybody's side of collective, what was Netscape again? Yes. <laughs> for for those oldies that have been in that. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, still re- I still remember uh, the internet when I first got my, uh, my computer connected to it. We had uh, the BBS that you dialed in. Yep. And, and we thought that was hot stuff. Oh, yeah. Hi, you're on with Computers Internet, BOH Computers. Yeah, comment, question, and Batman trivia for you all rolled into one. All right, you got just uh, about a minute and a half. Comment, the guy that is now running Amtrak has a reputation as a penny pincher, and I'd be willing to bet he sent out an order, no overtime, no ifs, ands, or buts. And that's (laughs) why they did the upgrade in the middle of the day. Now, if that's found out and he did it in this case, he'd probably be fired. Well, Well, he's very smart. How much did he save by doing that? But he's also very smart. He decentralized. So when they made the decision, he didn't know about it. True. Run the upgrade. Okay. Um, question. Um, my first computer I got from you guys was whatever succeeded Windows 98. Okay. And then going through the basement, I found an old computer tube monitor. You take those, but does that count against the TV tube limit? It does. Okay, that's fine. And a little Batman trivia for you. Do you know that Batgirl, uh, Yvonne Craig, was born in Taylorville? No, I did no, not know that. I was not aware of that. Uh, the family moved away when she was very young, but yeah, she was born in Taylorville. Well, then we need to put a statue of Batgirl in Taylorville. Brian, can you work on that? Yeah, I'll get right on that. <laughs> Thank you very much for the phone call. It is Computers Internet, BOH Computers, News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. We'll take a quick break for news weather. Come back, take more of your calls. Taylorville and Jacksonville. Call in now at 629-7970 for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets, gizmos, and games. Computers and Internet with BLH Computers is on the air. Depend on News Talk 94.7 FM and 970 AM WMAY. It is Computers Internet, BLH Computers at News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. 217 Six two nine seven nine seventy gets you on the phone with Brian. He's at the uh, BOH Bat Cave today, so uh, <laughs> yes, not here in person, but uh, live nonetheless. Managing things from the uh, the BOH Bat Cave, they do have some I, cool. I'm there in there. spirit. Yes, well, I think it threw Fritz off. He came in to drop his stuff off, looking around, seeing me on the air, and and does not see Brian anywhere. So always yeah, fun to throw my Fritz voice. off. Yes, beckoning. It's like a ventriloquist throwing his voice. Yeah. Yeah. 217-629-7970. Before the break, I'd mentioned a little bit of tech history. Another interesting piece, too. March 1st, 1976. Steve Wozniak completed the basic design for the circuit yeah. board of the home computer. Next day, yeah, he showed it to, 
I'm sorry, go ahead. Very first Lisa. Yep, showed it to the Homebrew Computer Club, and Jobs realized the potential and uh, convinces Wozniak to not give away the schematics, but instead produce it to sell. And we know the rest is history. Yep. A, a, a good movie, Pirates of Silicon Valley. Yes. That's a very good movie. Uh, how's your smart home? You added. I know you added the the uh, floor cleaner. The the mopper. I, I did. I I added the uh, the iRobot mopping robot. It uh, my. I'm gonna try it out a little bit more next week, and uh, if it doesn't do a little bit better or a little less effort, it, it'll probably go back. It, just, uh, just because the, there's so the many issue, things you have to do still. Well, it doesn't have a sensor to tell when it's not on carpet. So the only thing you can do is you have to set up the uh, the uh, virtual wall. Yeah. So you ha- so you have to pick it up and set it where you want it to start, and you have to be there when it starts. Well, that precludes being able to really do it while you're gone. So now it trips over you. And then if the virtual wall, if it forgets about the virtual wall because it did that once, or if it roams in, because I have uh, an entryway off of my kitchen, if it roams in there, it gets like lost and can't <laughs> figure its way back out. And there's no way to set up a vir- two virtual walls. You can really only set up one. So it does really well on the entryway because there's nothing, there's no carpet, there's no way for it to get out if you set it up there and your virtual wall is only four feet wide because it's a hallway. Uh, but the the one in the kitchen, the virtual wall, is the width of the kitchen because it goes into the living room. So the virtual wall is a little bit bigger and, uh, you know, 25 feet. And it doesn't – it isn't doing real well. It's gone onto the carpet. Oh, and you have to pick up all the rugs in advance, you know, anything in front of a door because it doesn't have a sensor and it mops the carpet. <laughs> yeah, you always need your, your carpet mopped. You do. So I don't know. Jury's still out on it. Well, an, an but, inter- interesting piece. Maybe the technology on that particular thing just hasn't quite caught up yet. But it uh, could be. The and the issue is you have to touch it no matter what because you have to put the water in it mm-hmm. so that it can do the cleaning. So and there's it's not as easy as the Roomba where I can pick up my phone and tell Roomba to clean. Uh, from the back cave, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, the only, and it will clean the house. Sure, the only maintenance you have to do is if the the basket in it gets full. Yeah, or it and gets I really stuck. I don't have the one where it dumps its own basket and it'll hold like thirty of them in that container. I don't have that one, so I have to change the thing every time. But I can still set it up to, you know, vacuum at a specific time at night. Sure, and or or during the day. Whereas the the mopper, I have to set it up, hit the button, and then it does it. Yeah, you have to be there to manage that one still. So we're almost there. Eventually, maybe they'll have one where there'll actually be a either a, a tank or a, something you could tie into house water where it would automatically refill and clean itself out. But I'm betting that's a little down the road. But uh, speaking of automated home automation, out in Ohio, and uh, this is the only incident I've seen so far, but a uh, ironically enough, a retired fireman came home to find his Echo Dot a charred mess on the counter. 
Oh, my. Uh, said it was not the power supply in the wall. He said in that the case, the circuit breakers would have tripped, but the the Echo Dot itself uh, caught fire and melted. Hmm. Amazon has contacted the family, offered them a new one, and wants to take the remains back for a full investigation. Uh, also, no word well, if they replaced his countertop. Well, at least didn't burn his house down. Yes. Yeah. Did you say they offered to replace his countertop? Uh, no word on that yet. I would oh. hope so. With as much money as Amazon has, you would think they would really want to be in front of this problem. Yes. Um, just redo his whole kitchen just for the, oops, sorry. And it'll I don't be- know if they need to go that far, but if he had a, uh, a Formica countertop, it's probably damaged. Yes. Uh, Apple got to they are going to launch the airpods to the end of the month again they've been saying this for a while <laughs> i am still waiting on my apple tv you know that's an actual tv and not a little box that plugs into the tv still waiting on that because they're supposed to make a retina display apple tv they've been and, talking about that for what 10 years now <laughs> at, at least that but uh, yeah I, I think in this case they uh We'll, we'll see anyway, but the, the other part about it is, which will upset people, uh, is they are end-of-lifing the other ones uh, late March as well, which are the what ones you, you have, correct? That's yeah. the uh, – and I'm trying to find exactly what they said it's going to happen. Is they're basically not going to sell the old ones at all. It doesn't say how long – if the old ones, I guess, will just work until they die. But they're at least marking them end of life, the end of the month. Well, that's unfortunate. But maybe though, maybe they've added the and there's I can't find very many details. I, ho- I hope they add the uh, the wireless charging aspect to it. And that's what's the the new S10. And if you've seen the commercials, uh, either online or on TV, for those, their wireless buds that you can get with the S the S10s if you buy them right now. Yeah. You can flip the phone over, lay it on the back of the phone, and the phone will yeah. charge it itself or any other wireless dock for that matter. Hopefully, hopefully Apple's uh, works in that way. They would be very smart to do that, I would think. Because I would, I would like that aspect because, again, I always turn my phone over at night so that the light doesn't come on. It's on do not disturb, but it still notifies you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that keeps the light down. And uh, that would be a great thing to just put those earbuds on top of it, and they charge off of it. I've tried the uh, the wireless dock charging with the phone. The issue that I had with it is if you don't have it perfect, it you won't get a full charge in the morning. Yeah, and that's and, really frustrating. And that's really frustrating because now you're dealing with I got to keep it plugged in for at least the first part of the day in order to have a charge. It'll get through the day. Yeah, and funny, the first part of the day is usually the busiest. It can be, can be. And a uh, an article right up your father in law's alley. Uh, rumors getting leaked, pictures, what appears to be actual pictures, the Moto Razor twenty nineteen, which yeah, is the, I, I, the foldable screen. He's not going to want that. He <laughs> likes simplicity. He wants it's the old. Not buttons. up his alley. It's they've they've just recycled the name. It looks just like it, however, with the with these pictures but, that they but have. But it's not going to be just like no. it. It's going to be a super whammy dying smartphone that he won't be able to deal with, <laughs> or at least won't want to deal with. Well, maybe maybe you could get him into the the technology age, but uh, 
Uh, I have some concerns with that too because there's another website has pictures of what the phone cases are going to look like for all these folding phones. I'm beginning but to let me guess. They leave them open. It no, actually, uh, a couple of ones that, that I'm looking at here online now will actually fold over. Some are, are dark, and they they have the cutouts, of course, for the cameras and that. Others are clear. But my thinking is this: is you're going to get somewhat thicker. I'm not going to be able to carry them in my pocket anymore. Well, and the reason he uses it is he is a mechanic, mm-hmm. and. It, it, he breaks the phone. He had. Uh, he thought about getting the iPhone. Uh, that's what his wife and son have. Uh, but the issue was was happening. Is he's like, I'm going to break that. It's just glass in my pocket. You know, when he's working on a car. Oh, sure. And and that's why he has the the razor is because the outside screen is less important. It does get broken, but they're actually easily repairable, and they aren't serial number locked like yes. uh, Apple is where you can't replace the the screen because if you do the proximity sensor no longer works uh, it, it it's easy to deal with and you have a whole giant box full of them at, at BOH just when he needs a new one right usually no he, he <laughs> takes them pretty regularly <laughs> Two one seven. And, and we don't get so many of them in anymore I mean they're pretty old I, I saw it on display in a museum Yes. Well, if you need any, I've got a handful still at my other job that we haven't recycled yet. So just in case, let me know. Uh, I will let you know if he needs one. (laughs) 217-629-7970. Brian is remote in the BLH Batcave, but uh, we can still take phone calls and any tech questions. And Chris has calmed down from the excitement of me not being there. Yes. (laughs) Yes, he's off to read the news now. Okay. Uh, we got to make sure Fritz is happy. Yes. Very, very true. For for parents out there that their kids are wanting to get into something in technology, maybe look at make, getting them into things that teach about uh, white hat hacking, which is legit hacking or security testing. Yeah. There's a kid who's 19 years old making over a million dollars just looking at software bugs, looking for software bugs. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He's the first person to surpass $1 million in rewards from HackerOne, which is a bug bounty platform that offers money exchange for fighting security vulnerabilities and IT systems from companies that belong to them. He's, he's found more than 1,670 uh, from companies Verizon, Twitter, WordPress, and even government agencies. Nice. That, it's a really uh, important thing. Uh, you got to have people who you end up with. Uh, I always call it fishbowl syndrome. If you're the one that worked on it, if you're the one that's done everything, you know how it's supposed to work and you know what you're supposed to do to get it to do what you want it to do because you made it. When you bring in the random person who has to touch it, that's when things go awry. <laughs> yep. And, and when you've stared at it for so long, there's you're almost guaranteed you've missed something. You've missed something, so it, it it's an incredibly important thing. And the, even and it it's good that you have the white hats out there that don't exploit it. Uh, like the uh, the kid who found the uh, FaceTime yes. hack in uh, you know, and they did everything they could to let Apple know they just ignored them. Uh, 
but uh, again, it's somebody who was doing something. He was just trying to play Fortnite with his friend and discovered this. Yeah, so. and, and so that so much of that seems to happen by accident. Well, yeah, because the, what's the uh, the old phrase? Uh, a bug is actually just a feature. Yeah, like your PDF stuff for Edge. Like my PDF printing <laughs> from uh, Microsoft <laughs> Edge. It, uh, it's just a feature. Twelve patches. I like that. I like that bug. Twelve patches later, they may fix it. Uh, our one of our other. I hope f- they don't. <laughs> and, and we talk about security or lack thereof, and making sure you have good, strong passwords and different things like that. Uh, Comcast doesn't or didn't until recently because you they had there zero 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 zero. Yes, the Xfinity <laughs> Mobile uh, sailor service that uses the Verizon wireless network and the Comcast Wi-Fi hotspots. They had 1.2 million subscribers and would let users switch from Comcast to other things, but uh, you have to have a pin. It was yeah four zeros for everybody. <laughs> they could get the victim's Comcast account number and could move the victim's phone number to other carriers do cause other havoc. So, yeah. Just <laughs> the Kanye West password. Yes, that's what I think it needs to be patented as as for that. It is BOH. It truly does. <laughs> it is I guess it's better than 12345. That's the same combination on my <laughs> luggage. Yeah, that's, that's President Scroob's password. Yes. <laughs> it is Computers Internet, BOH Computers at News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. We're going to take a quick break, come back, wrap up the show. It is Computers Internet, BOH Computers, News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY, 217-629-797, the phone number. Brian is in the BOH Batcave, but we can still take your phone calls as well. Hi, you're on with Computers Internet, BOH Computers. Yeah, I've got a, a question on Windows Update. Uh, it seems like when I, I can do the updates, but my uh, the features updates seem to fail, but I can get the... Uh, see the other ones that are called uh, quality updates. I seem to get, it says it, it failed, uh, trying to get the air. It says, uh, I was looking at the, the uh, laptop. Yeah, it'll, it'll say, uh, last failed installed the temp, you know, 224. It'll, has that air code like 0x800705. And a couple of times I tried to download it myself, you know, from the Microsoft and that, and it'll say it's, this one doesn't apply to your system. I'm just wondering, because the features update seemed to fail, but the quality one's updated. Just wondering what you think about that. Is it the 1809 update or one of the other um, updates? Like, does it give a, a the update number? Yeah. Yeah, it'll say, like, features update to Windows 10 version 1803, trend 4. Okay. And that... Uh, is what you seems- may want to try to do is... Uh-huh. Um, I think, and uh, Doc, you can probably verify this. I don't have a computer in front of me. You can skip those updates and then look for updates again, and it'll bypass them because 1809 includes those. Isn't that correct? That sounds right. The other thing you could do also (laughs) is if you go to, uh, and I've had to do this on a few just because of connection issues, is you can go to Microsoft's site or do a— And download them. Download 1809. As its okay. own install, and then it should pick up all those as well. Yeah, it, you okay. actually I'll download it to your desktop or to your download yeah. file and run it yourself yeah. as if you were installing software. 
Yeah, I've, I've, I've done that before. Oh, maybe a year ago, and it, it, it worked. Uh, okay, so just bypass this one and go to that 09, huh? Yeah, the 09 is the is the current one, and they fixed most of the uh, the bugs that are in it, so it shouldn't cause oh, okay. any issues. Okay, I'll try that. Yeah, sometimes, and, and thank you for the phone call, sometimes that, that Windows update, especially with those big updates, seems to screw up at times. I've seen well, it. And, if they, and I know if they get caught on one, they won't let you move on to the next one because they're trying to install it. You have to just go in and you delete it or skip it or cancel it or – the, there's a way to get past it. Yes, um, it's not. And, and too going much. to the Windows site is probably the easiest way to do it because then it just doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. A few minutes left. Brian from the BLH Bad Cave, Doc Noise here in the studio, taking any tech questions, issues, problems, and and that's it is important. Is if you see those updates failing, and it's you're got to call. It. Yeah, <laughs> you got to check with somebody. There's a problem that's not allowing it to happen. Yeah, it, and it, it could be anything that he may have virus or spyware issues on there. He, there are a lot of things that it could be. The most reasonable answer is Microsoft has an issue with the update. Yes, <laughs> there can also be some issues with it. But you've got to make sure you're getting those because those patches, those updates, while sometimes are adding features, they're also fixing security holes, flaws, whatever. Yes. So it is important to stay up on those. I don't – well, I get them the first day so I can keep an eye out for the rest of our computers and make sure there won't be issues. Yeah. But as a home user, I would not recommend getting those updates the very yeah, first day don't they get come zero, out. Don't get the zero-day update. Uh, wait for it to uh, at least wait a week. Listen to the show. See what we say. Yes, because when there's big updates, <laughs> I don't recommend doing yeah. that one today. When there's big updates uh, and there's problems during the week, we will use we will mention them if it's if it's been an issue that that week well, because you guys see had, them in the uh, lab. Well, we had one of the computers that we were getting ready to go that on Monday Bull got one re got some ready to go and they worked just fine. On Tuesday, the sound stopped working. And that's what we figured out is it was the update rollout caused the sound issue not to work. By Thursday, they had it fixed. It just caused you some headache to wait two days to, to – But again, we have to figure out what's going on as yep. to why it's a problem. It's that whole 37-point checklist that we go through. And you get audited on and you get A-pluses on. There you go. But but that, again, folks, is is why you go to – to BLH, and, and when I tell people, they're like, yeah, I'm looking for a laptop or a desktop, and I explain what what BLH does and how they do it, like, but do I really want to use computer? And I'm like, yes, and here's why. And I explain that they're the, the business grade and the warranty and all these kind of things, and they realize how and, valuable that is. And the issue that you have is a lot of people don't understand the difference between business grade and residential grade. And I tell, I, I always tell them, look at a doorknob. Yes. You know, a doorknob for an office versus a doorknob for a house are completely different, and you can really tell the quality and the the stature of it. And a business grade doorknob can sometimes run you a hundred to two hundred dollars, whereas a home doorknob you can get one for about twenty thirty bucks because the quality. I mean, it's designed to open a door two three times a day. Whereas a business store is designed to open them hundreds of times a day for decades. 
Yeah, because well, businesses don't want to spend money on doorknobs every year. Well, exactly, and it's something that you have to have work. You know, the front door has to open. And and I have so people. That's just how I describe no, it. Because I, a lot of times they don't know what the difference is. That that no, Brian. That makes that makes a lot of sense. And I have people from departments send me because they know they can come through me for quotes or that or, or advice. And they'll send me, hey, I found this laptop I want to buy for this person in my department, and it's off either big box store website or even directly from the manufacturer, and it's one of the home ones. And I say, yes, I know you're getting all this for this price, but let me explain to you why that's a bad idea. The outside of a home-grade unit is going to be plastic, or a business-grade unit is typically magnesium uh, or aluminum. The inside of the system – has, you know, it's much stronger. It's designed to be thrown around. It's designed to be carried everywhere. It's those are the things that it's built for. And yeah, when you go looking at that and how I've got some stuff structured through uh, the company we buy from, is I get really good deep discounts because we buy in huge volumes. And ours has I have a five year warranty tied to it and all these things. So when they come to me with yeah I need this, I'm like. This one's going to cost you more, but here's why you want to buy it. And and it yep. is. It, it, that, that business-grade thing makes so much difference. Well, it's our warranty. Like, nobody can give it to you. Nope. And if you, have, if you have three viruses a year, which that's the average, somebody's going to have an issue with their computer three times a year, your cost of ownership, if you brought it to us for repair, is $300 a year for the computer you bought for 300 bucks. So after four years – or three years of owning the computer, I mean, you've really spent some money. Right. Whereas if you spent the same 300 you're only $300 out after the course of three exactly. years. Exactly. Quick 20 seconds, Brian, how they can get a hold of you. VLH Computers is located at 1832 Stevenson Drive. You can follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We also are at 832 South Main in Jacksonville and 123 West Main Cross in Taylorville. That's our coolest address. Well, but it, uh, VLHcomputers.com. See you next week, Brian. News you can depend on.